Welcome to a special edition of One Action, coming to you from our participation at Abu Dhabi Sustainability Week 2023. I'm Rona Halabi. At Abu Dhabi Sustainability Week, we spoke to a few sustainability leaders about their participation and what they're looking forward to in 2023 and COP28, which will be hosted in the UAE in November this year. Here is Firas Wahbe. Chief Marketing Officer at the BIA Group, which was founded in 2007 as a Sharjah-based public-private partnership company focused on environmental and waste management. ADSW is a great place for us to showcase our existing projects and new projects that we're launching. One of our key projects that is a good source and a good case study for uh, harnessing clean energy is our waste energy uh, plant that we just inaugurated last year and is uh, in, in the process of being commissioned now. Um, to be active in the next month or two. With that facility, what's unique about it is it's both a solution for the waste challenge as well as a source of clean energy. Um, How it works is that with the fact that we have nine recycling facilities to handle uh, a lot of different types of waste, what we do is we try to recover as much of that waste as possible and recycle it. So 76% of the 3 million tons that uh, you know, go through our door every year, 76% of that gets uh, diverted away from landfill. So the 24% that doesn't, um, uh, as of now, goes to landfill, but the waste energy facility gives us an opportunity to convert that into a valuable resource, which is energy, electrical energy to be specific. Um, that electric energy, the 30 megawatts that it generates, goes back into the grid, enough to power 28,000 homes. So. It's, it's a unique opportunity to really solve a, a waste challenge, helping us achieve our target uh, of zero waste, um, which, by the way, nobody thought would, we, we would be able to achieve when we announced it back in 2015. And here we are now at 2023 about to achieve that. And of course, we asked Firas what is the one action they're focused on for this year. The one action that we're focused on is really bringing uh, waste and the uh, challenges of waste and the innovative solutions that are required to solve that challenge to the forefront at COP28, you know, put it on the table. And we think there's there's multiple ways of, um, you know, achieving zero waste targets just the way we have here in Sharjah and doing it in other other cities around the world. It's not just a, a cost to the city, but it's also a, a, a true representation of a circular economy where it could be commercially viable, commercially profitable um, to do so. So um, it just takes a commitment, takes a long-term vision, um, and it takes partnerships. Um, a lot of what we did would not be achieved without the right partners uh, along the way. So our zero waste journey, for instance, back to the waste energy facility that I spoke about, it took a partnership with Mustar, who is a leader in renewable energy, for us to work together to solve that problem. So to me, it's that, it's building the partnerships and and to to bring that those true cha- um, solutions to the waste challenge at the forefront at a global stage like COP28. Building these partnerships has always been a key aspect of Abu Dhabi Sustainability Week. Yasmin Fansa, Mina Sustainability Lead at PepsiCo, has seen how these partnership conversations at ADSW have evolved over the years. You know, we used to come together five years back to discuss 
what do we need to do? And what are the targets do we need to set? Now we've come a very long way. So this year in 2023, we come together with not just the what defined. You look around you, you have different sustainability leads from across organizations, which a role like that did not exist five years ago. You have all of these member companies coming to talk about what they're doing, what their targets are, and all these solutions are surrounding us. There's a lot of new innovations that are in the space that they're being showcased here at ADSW. So for companies like us, it's a great access tool to, for people to learn what are the newest startups in the space, what are the different accelerators and what, who are they supporting, but also different types of solutions that we can utilize in our systems. So you have the problems and the solutions in one room and finding the right people to embark on this journey with is also very significant. We're also beginning to see an increase in awareness about the challenges we face, as well as positive participation, particularly among women and youth across the region. We believe that the region will not be able, our region or other regions in the world, will not be able to attain development, sustainable development, will not be able to attain prosperity and stability without empowering 50% of the population. That's Haifa Al-Kailani, president of the Arab International Women's Forum, which she founded 22 years ago with a focus on women as engines for economic growth. To tell you the truth, when we started the Arab International Women's Forum, we were talking then about we, we, there are windows of opportunity opening up for women. Now, 22 years onward, we talk about doors doors opening for women to play their rightful role in the region. We, we're very proud that we work across uh, the whole spectrum and we have created over the 22 years a coalition of partners. Of course, we work with governments because at the end of the day, legislation is very important to, to ensure that women have the rights to do all the things we want them to do in the economy and in society at large. And also, very importantly, we work with the private sector. We have been very proud to work with PepsiCo for more than now. They have been one of our partners since the early days. And we work with civil society, as well as universities, students. We always have our doors and the doors of our conferences open for students because we want them again to come and learn and be stimulated by listening to role models and other successful stories of women and young women leaders. And all our conferences and events produce reports. We are very keen on our advocacy role. These reports with recommendations are presented to policymakers in order to effect that change that we talk about. For 2023, Dr. Kailani and the AIWF are working on a few initiatives to build upon their existing work. Picking up from the Abu Dhabi Sustainability Week, um, we have an outstanding partnership with Wiser, which is, you know, the women at Master, the outstanding group. Uh, I was at attending and addressing their annual forum yesterday. We have an MOU partnership to support women in environment, in technology, in the STEM, and in addressing climate change issues. And we're going to be doing uh, a live conference. We're back at live conferences uh, in May in London, uh, AIWF and Wiser. 
bringing in also COP28 and the role of women in sustainability, addressing environment issues. What is COP28 going to talk about? We're going to bring that to the heart of London. Don't forget also the UK hosted COP26 as well, and Egypt, of course, COP27. So we're going to have outstanding women leaders male leaders, of course, attending uh, the and addressing and speaking the event. And we would be hosted by the Royal Academy of Engineering in London. So that we're very proud. This is our immediate target in terms of myself and the Arab International Women's Forum. For me personally, also, I am uh, have launched uh, with the support of the World Bank and the Ministry of Agriculture, two sustainable projects, two sustainable agriculture projects in Jordan. So I want to see these become like flagships that, in, that will inspire others uh, in Jordan and in the region to invest in agriculture. And importantly, we're exciting the youth about them because we are showing the youth this is a new way of agriculture. It is technology and it has entrepreneurship because many, as you know very well, the youth are leaving the farms and moving to the cities. We want to get them to stay and we want to show them this new way of farming, of sustainable farming. Focusing on the youth is critical, and at PepsiCo, we've been working on a number of partnerships and initiatives across the region. We launched the Arab Youth Hackathon during COP27 last year, and will be announcing its second edition in a few weeks. We've also been working with Prince Sultan University in Saudi Arabia and the Aranda tribe in Jordan. Another partner engaging and empowering the youth is the Posterity Institute, a think tank based in the UK and the UAE, focused on public-private partnership. We caught up with their managing partner, Dr. Nabil Al-Yusuf at ADSW. It's fundamental and very important uh, that the youth get engaged because youth and you know children are the ones who are unfortunately going to suffer the consequences the most. And uh, so it's important not only to raise awareness, get them educated and give them the right skills, but also to amplify and hear their voices. That's why uh, what we try to do at uh, Posterity Institute is encourage all that by giving the youth the skills, by creating initiatives that involve them. So for example, uh, we launched a Posterity 20 initiative. It's a COP26 initiative. It was launched in partnership with the UAE Ministry of Climate Change, uh, the Arab Youth Center, and Majid Al-Futaim. So we tried to bring many stakeholders together, but the fundamental uh, point of the uh, initiative was to identify 20 uh, influential uh, uh, climate change, sustainability champions in the Arab world and create a platform for them to work together and also give them the voice by bringing them to now, we bring them to the most important events that have to do with sustainability, whether regional or global. We'll continue our conversation and some key takeaways right after this short break. Welcome back. I'm Rona Halabi, and you're listening to our conversations from Abu Dhabi Sustainability Week 2023. 
Before the break, we were speaking to Dr. Nabil Al-Yusuf, managing partner at Posterity Institute, about engaging the youth. At Posterity, what we focus on is actionable initiatives. Uh, yes, we do research like other think tanks, but we also work with different stakeholders uh, on actions and initiatives that have impact on the ground. We're focusing the, uh, this year particularly on school children, K-12. We are developing a uh, supplemental curriculum on sustainability that can be taught uh, to the young from KG to 12 so that we educate them on climate change and give them the skills that help them again to be part of the uh, discussion and the debate around it and affect change. Each and every one of us needs to make a change for a sustainable future for our planet and its people. This underlines the principles behind PepsiCo Positive, our end-to-end -end strategic framework. Here is Manali Desai, our Chief Sustainability Officer for Africa, Middle East and South Asia. Within PEP Positive, there are three pillars. First is positive agriculture, positive value chain and positive choices. And within positive value chain, there's three smaller pillars. One is water, second is energy and third is packaging. So if you look at my priorities and our PEP positive priorities for the future, it's all of these five encompassing ones, agriculture, water, net zero ambitions, packaging, and positive choices. So that's quite an incredibly large end-to-end -end transformation, if you may, within our operations and within our extended network as well, with our suppliers, with our bottlers and franchisee partners, with retailers, and of course, with our employees. You know, within. Last week, His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nahyan, President of the UAE, announced 2023 to be the year of sustainability. This kicked off with the Abu Dhabi Sustainability Week in January and will culminate in the UAE hosting COP28 at the end of the year. There is also a lot of work to be done and so much to look forward to as we engage our stakeholders, partners, leaders, and of course, you. Our CEO for Africa, Middle East and South Asia, Eugene Williamson, shares his key takeaways as we count down to COP28. I think with the uh, leadership of the UE for COP28, and specifically with uh, Dr. Sultan as the, uh, the president for COP, um, this will be a COP of action. And I um, was in a couple of sessions where I think it also has become very clear that uh, there is a real uh, intent and a real drive and focus to make sure that we drive some of the agreements into action and that we create more agreements. I think there's also a lot of positive momentum building to uh, enable uh, networking and partnerships across different companies from different industries, as well as between uh, the public sector and the private sector. Um, and then I think there's going to be a big focus also on uh, developing and the right set of uh, action plans that collectively we can put in place and can monitor uh, in order to ultimately deliver against what is a very ambitious uh, objective that was set at the, uh, the Paris uh, Climate Accords. Uh, and this COP, I think, is going to be a COP where you're going to see a massive uh, focus on the drive towards uh, clean energy um, <clears throat> and a just uh, energy transition. And we as PepsiCo really look forward to be part of that and part of the dialogue, the discussion, but of course also part of the leading set of companies 
that will, uh, will drive that into action. Thank you for joining us on this episode of One Action, which was hosted by me, Rona Halabi, and produced by Murad bin Ayed, May Barber, Maria Bari, and Chirag Desai, with support from Natalie Hatoum and Becky Briggs-York. We'll be back next week with Chef Sahar Al-Awadi. See you then.